Welcome, everybody, to episode 143 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Last one of the year, and uh, it's it's been an interesting year. Hard to believe we've nearly done this for three years. We'll uh, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. Um, but kind of ra- that that quite possibly is the understatement <laughs> of the past three years. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> every time the amount of time that I've spent on this comes up, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it was about two years, and then I realize, no, well, almost as old as my oldest. Oh yeah, oh, child. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, it's insane, but you know, it's fun. It's still fun. <laughs> um, fresh form finds aren't as fun as they used to be, but they're yeah. becoming more fun again. We've we've gone through almost an entire silly silly cycle with uh, with watch prices. We're almost on on the back end. Come, things are coming down. Um, but anyway, um, let's start out with a drink check and a wrist check. Uh, Buzzman, what have you got for us? All right, yeah. Um, in the glass today, um, I'm just following through, trying to make uh, make cocktails my thing again. Um, thanks, no doubt, to that small bottle of Carpano Antica in the fridge. Um, no thanks to the courts, <laughs> which screwed us over, uh, which is why we can't have the 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 sovereign of, of sweet vermouths method this vermouth um, anymore still salty about that I will continue to be salty and until until that that decision is is overturned reversed whatever I just need some more of that that method vermouth in my life all right enough complaints about that. For now, uh, I've got a Boulevardier tonight, gentlemen. Oh. Um, got uh, two parts of Buffalo Trace, which I honestly, I, I've tried a, a ton of whiskeys in Manhattans and Manhattan-esque drinks. Uh, none, I'm not going to say that none do better, but Buffalo Trace is an utter favorite of mine. Um for for a mixing bourbon, I mean, just very very pleased with that. Would be a lot more pleased if I didn't have to have a certain co-host of mine typically uh, find it and and bring some back uh, for me. But by the way, if if that happens again, I'll I'll take two. <laughs> I was going to um, ask because I'll be going up there tomorrow. And <laughs> yes, and you when you go up north, you stay in the same state, so that does not help your cause. <laughs> doesn't help me at all doesn't help me at all yeah. so uh yeah two two parts on the buffalo trace uh one part of uh carpano antica and then just a half on the campari campari's um bitter and um powerful enough that every time i've tried a, a 211 uh it's like oh what are, what are these other flavors in my glass of campari <laughs> right it's just overpowering um and for a, for a certain to a certain point i think that's better done in the negroni for some reason i think I think with the gin that that overpowering um campari works um uh, of course i i'm just thinking fondly of 
the first time I had one of those sitting with a, a bunch of my good college friends around the campfire in the backyard of a lovely home in Shaker Heights, uh, about to have a, a big weekend of nonsense. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just, uh, just a victim to fond memories. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm drinking. Once again, get a cocktail coop. It really, really ups your enjoyment of any cocktail that's served up. And many, a great many cocktails ought to be served up. <sighs> so with, with all of that fun, all of that stuff and or nonsense uh, for recording uh, this podcast tonight on the Feast of St. Stephen, I have my Brightwing Colt Chronograph. It uh, has absolutely nothing to do with the first martyr, but, you know, it's... Uh, still pretty dope still still like this grab and grab and go i, I wore it uh, to christmas vigil mass slips under cuffs it's, it's great great yeah people you you really ought to consider a a nice quartz premium quartz grab and go um maybe like the the grand seiko um the like explorer 2-esque um gmts that might be a good one just like there's a whole world a small world but a world nonetheless um uh, of those sorts of watches out there uh highly highly recommend all right i'm with you it's funny buzzy uh buzzy with another cocktail if you make those your things again i think you're worth somebody noticed that uh first time you've had a cocktail in a while and your word count went up significantly in last episode. In the last episode, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if uh, if you continue to be as <laughs> verbose as our our buddy who uh, is in Florida and is usually in Germany noticed. <laughs> uh, my man, yeah, I, I, st- I still got to uh, get to those uh, those cherries there. I, I just I've got this. Uh, jar of Luxardo's open, but I, I will get maybe maybe soon. Maybe if he happens to find his, his way on our uh, podcast. I, think, I, I so. think we might be able to arrange that. So I think that I think would be would delightful. Be. <laughs> All right, Mr. Spangler, what have you got? Uh, on the wrist, same as the last time I was on, it's the sub. I really haven't changed that much up with that. Uh, unfortunately, um, Plus, I've had a few things go, so the collection's getting a little bit thin. So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm happy to have it on wrist. Uh, in, in the in the glass, quote-unquote, it's actually in a 12-ounce can, uh, it's a Paradise Park Electric Lemonade um, from New Orleans' own um, Urban South Brewery. It's very good. Uh, you can find it in their DAC pack if you're in the uh, southern states. Nice. A, 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 a DAC pack, huh? That's pretty cool. The DAC pack, the DAQ pack. Interesting. Yeah, it may not be as a uh, frat as an Adderday, but it uh, it gets the job done. <laughs> not quite <laughs> as frat, yes. <laughs> no, not not at all. I would say. Uh, well, yeah, that's interesting. I'm normally uh, used to that meaning data acquisition with my day job. <laughs> you know. But, uh, I like your use of it far better. Yeah, so it's much more enjoyable. For sure. <laughs> All right, I guess that just... Le- 
I guess that just leaves yeah, me. That's what I got. Um, in my glass, I uh, I opened one of the th- one of the three three seventy five milliliter bottles that my wife got me for my birthday uh, of kind of the, the more special releases of Old Forester. So uh, the one that I cracked open is the nineteen ten Old Fine Whiskey. Um, essentially, uh, a uh, re- a double barrel expression uh, similar to the Old Fine Whiskey that they used to make. Um, talking about a fire on Whiskey Row that you know, essentially it, it was rebarreled in heavily charred barrels. Uh, really good, uh, kind of an easier drinking uh, whiskey for for after dinner for dessert. Just have it on on the rocks in a uh, in a tumbler. Uh, this one's ninety three proof, and oddly enough, is the lowest proof in the three pack that my wife got me. There's the uh, the bottled and bond, which, as we all know, is a hundred proof. Uh, haven't cracked that one open yet. And then there's the uh, the prohibition style. Uh, which uh, was was uh, follows more of their uh, medicinal whiskey um, recipe from uh, the Prohibition era, which I did not realize that Prohibition era medicinal whiskey was not messing around. <laughs> that sucker comes in at one fifteen proof. <laughs> so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, let's just be clear. Let's just be clear here. Uh, was it ninety three proof or ninety three points? It's ninety three proof. The, the, uh, we don't have any ninety three points on the Beverage Tasting Institute on this one, but it is smooth. It's good. I I, I enjoy this one quite a bit. I uh, was glad that I opened this one first. It's a good sipper. We'll see uh, how spicy the other two are going down. Um, uh, Buzzy, I also had on a chronograph for Christmas Vigil Mass. Uh, but it was my El Primero on the red strap that I got at Whiskey and Watches from my buddy Zach at Cincy Strap Co. Um, been really nice. just that. I've I've now got a blue leather, a gray leather, and a red leather for that watch. And I think um, you know when you've got the tri the tricolor bezel or the tricolor uh, subdials, you got to have a watch that kind of goes with each one. So or a strap that goes with each one. So the the red seconds hand. The blue subdial, the gray subdials, because there's a, a dark gray and a light gray. I just, yeah, big, big fan of, of, of that watch on all things leather strap. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one in general. It uh, has such a jewel-like quality to it. It, it really, really blew me away when you, when you brought that over right when you, yeah, you got it. That, and. That one just it, it slides under a cuff really well. It's thirty eight millimeters. It just it wears really good. But that's not what I'm wearing. I wore that on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, it took me a while, but I did finally put on my Oris Fratello Limited Edition, the bronze. Which looking around Instagram, the bronze uh, Oris, both Fratello and non Fratello, seemed to be the unofficial watch of Christmas. It seemed like um, very very uh, into the the warm glow Christmas spirit. But that's also not what I'm wearing. It's also not what I'm wearing. I'm oh. wearing the watch that was under the tree. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was a I watch under the tree. Um, previous. Why did you store your watch underneath the tree, Spence? That's kind of weird. It is, uh, because it was previously in my watch box. Um, <laughs> but it, it came out of my watch box a couple weeks ago, <laughs> went back into its original packaging, and got wrapped and put under the tree. Um, so you... You, you notice that as soon as I got this watch, it was on Instagram. It's been on the podcast before, but the the watch that I opened on Christmas is the uh, Foster Eleven Atmos in green. Um, that watch made its way back under the tree and was a present to open. Um, my wife and I do things like other people do, where we kind of buy our own stuff. 
Uh, we wrap it, we stick it on the tree, and then we act surprised uh, when we open exactly what we bought two weeks ago for ourselves. <laughs> there are some surprises here and there, but uh, largely it's, this is what I'm going to buy myself for Christmas. <laughs> it really That's the is. magic of Christmas right there. It's something. Yeah. So. That's, it's it's definitely a far safer yes. way to, yes. to play. Um, I I for one, I for one like to try to find out what my wife wants through the most indirect ways possible. Um, you know, having like mutual friends have their wives like prompt her for what what she's interested in, stuff like that, and then like you know, half of the stuff's like, ah, oh, that's too freaking expensive. Can't do that. Like. But you can scoop up some gems and, and and come up with a surprise, and it's even more of a surprise because you know there was never, never the straightforward like, what do you want for Christmas? Well, uh, we will do that on occasion. Um, and the time, the last time I did that, I surprised her very early because. I didn't want to ruin Christmas morning. We might have talked about this. The year I got her the tutor. Yes. I gave it to her on Christmas Eve. It's like, look, I did this. You, I know you like it. Like, we've talked about th- We haven't really talked about this. Like, but I went and I did it. And if you're mad, I didn't want to ruin Christmas morning. So here it is on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and, and it all worked out. But, and it all but that out. only happens every once in a while because, because most of the time, if it comes to some sort of a grand gesture gift... And having not spent the money, she would prefer that I would have just not spent the money. So, um, right. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I'll spring for something every once in a while, but I know it needs to be a slam dunk. Like, we, I, I remember that we we kicked that one back and forth for. I want to say that you bought that around Thanksgiving or so, because I seem to remember the better part of a month. Um, kicking that idea around with you like so you're like should should i just go for it or so i ended up buying it a couple days before before christmas but we kicked it we kicked the idea around for a month because she came down to r&p with me around thanksgiving was just just bumming around trying stuff on um but yes so that that one it, it did that one did did work out but then we ended up i did end up getting her a new phone because hers was a little bit more out of date than mine mine had issues Otherwise, we would have had the same year of phone, but mine had issues twice. And the first one got replaced under warranty, but the second one, because it was the replacement, then didn't have a warranty, and that's convenient. So, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, so she got a new phone. We upgraded the plan. So her phone... I mean, technically, technically, it was it was fake-free. You know, how, how that all works. It's not really free. You had to do other shit to get it. Um, you had to change the plan. You had to up... <laughs> yes, but anyway... Anyway, she right. got the new phone. She was very excited yeah. about that. And the kids, the kids made out like bandits, like they always do. Um, the go karts, the go karts have been a big hit. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're I five and they're three. Yeah, they are, they're the radio flyer go kart, so they only go up to eight. And there's a restrictor screw to get it from five miles an hour to eight miles an hour. And this, this is how I know I'm going to be okay. I put it in second gear, which is the second fastest, goes up to five in our basement because it's cold outside. And Pierce stepped, our oldest stepped on the gas, and like got all freaked out. He goes, "Daddy, Daddy, that is too fast for in the basement. That is only for outside." So he was he was nervous. 
But the crazy <laughs> thing is, and I'll show you guys the video offline. He's already figured out how to drive in reverse. So, like, we, we have this little path in the basement where they can go forward and then they can reverse. I have to help the three-year-old uh, reverse because he just does not know what he's doing. And he doesn't even look behind him. He just, like, turns the wheel and, like, crashes into stuff um, behind him when he's in reverse. Pierce will actually turn his head over his shoulder old-school style and drive in reverse. And he's already figured out how it works. <laughs> he doesn't do it right every time, but it's pretty impressive <laughs> already. He's fine. Uh, it's- <laughs> My man, drive it in reverse. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 got the youngest a uh, like radio flyer push cart, uh, and holy cow! I think that that was the overall oh, yeah. winner uh, of the whole day. Those kids love. He loves running around with it. Um, he loves sitting in it and having big sister push him mm-hmm. around. Or sister sits in the cart, he, and the little guy pushes her all over the house. I mean, it's it's incredible. We, we got the one-year-old who, obviously, Buzzy, similar age as your youngest. Um, yep. We got him the little ride-on fire truck from Radio Flyer. And it, it actually has a higher weight capacity than the go-karts because you can put – it's a two-seater. So the older ones will sit behind him and kind of hold, hold on to the steering wheel and kind of provide like guardrails and then drive because he mm-hmm. kind of know, he knows how to do it, but he doesn't like actually drive yet. And every once in a while he'll push the go button that you have to hold down kind of like a safety button to keep it going. And it freaks him out. Um, other half of the time he's good with it, but like he likes it when his big brothers sit behind him and drive and they do laps around the first floor and that thing does not go very fast and it has a terrible turning circle. I think it's obviously so that they can't turn too sharp and fall off. Um, but he did, he did knock his oldest brother off of it one time because, uh, the older two were switching turns on who was driving and Graham pressed the go button as, as, as Pierce was getting off. So he Pierce like flopped. It was, (laughs) it was quite funny. Everybody was okay, but it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. So anyway, I think we've got, do we have some fresh forum finds for these fine folks? (laughs) Yeah. Key, key. Fresh, fast. Forum, fine, fine folks. Fun. Trying to keep it all alliterative tonight. Uh, Alliteration's always awesome. All right. Mm -hmm. Mr. Spangler, what have you got in the fresh forum find? Well, Mr. Spangler is going to continue on his role of uh, self-promotion on the fresh forum finds since my fresh forum from last week ended up selling. I'm going to assume it's from somebody on the podcast. Um, but I do have an IWC Spitfire chronograph for sale um, at a very reasonable price. If anybody is wondering, uh, friends of the podcast, we'll say thirty-seven dollars. So if you if y'all are interested, <laughs> it is on- it's legally buying thirty-seven dollars on a podcast after all. On a nice, on a nice, uh, you know, three-year installment plan, thirty-seven a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, thirty-seven hundred dollars. Great seller. He's a great guy. You know, can't go wrong with him. At least 100% from Buzz. feedback for sure. Yeah, I, I, it's good feedback here, man. Yeah, he is authorized to deal me used watches that uh, I like. So, so uh, yeah, check your local uh, watch you seek for a listing, and uh, yeah, maybe you just like Buzz can make a deal with this guy. Did you say that it was uh, thirty-seven bucks a month for three years? Was it? 
Yeah, yeah, it seems like something about the map on that is thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it's a cool watch. It's not really my thing, but also uh, on an installment plan of thirty six bucks a month, <laughs> <laughs> I waste thirty six bucks on far dumber crap than that. Oh, you me too. You me too. Yeah. Well, plus, man. <sighs> What have you got? Yeah. Yeah. Who, me? Who are you? Couldn't, then who? Couldn't be. Then who? Um, okay. So I still have my Doxa Sub 300T Sea Rambler uh, available. Uh, friends of the podcast. Uh, or even haters, right? Because um, uh, apparently the internet tropes now are like, you know, if I could have a million dollars, I'd tell you to like give it to my biggest hater. So just give me the motivation to grind more. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I love memes. So I'm, I'm so glad that humans are the most mimetic animal uh, because there's such ridiculous stuff to be laughed at. Anyway. Friends, even haters of the podcast, uh, I will twelve hundred dollars and and fifty dollars. So twelve fifty. Um, it's in really great shape. Uh, some marks on the clasp, obviously, because the clasp is large and plain. Um, but yeah, uh, go ahead and DM me. Um. Got it listed on one of the Facebook uh, docs of forums, but obviously just at a slightly higher price. So you can just uh, DM me on Instagram at Buzzworthy Watches uh, or the podcast's um, main one, obviously. Well, but besides that, I don't do the bare minimum. Okay, I was going to okay. say, I, here I am the only one I, with I the could, actual fresh form find, but continue. <laughs> no, no, Spence. I wouldn't hang you out on a line like that. I wouldn't only serve my own interests, <laughs> as much fun as that might be. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm at uh, Watch You Seek, not seeing this $36 IWC. I don't know. Um, it's a... This is called a vintage bundle sale. Bundles, that's fun. Vintage, that's really fun too. Glycine and the longest jeans. All right, so mm-hmm. for, for the uh, non-princely sum of $350, you can purchase a thing that I didn't know that they had made, uh, a Glycine Airman Quartz. Oh. Okay, so... Hmm. 24 hours. What's super cool, I like Glycine Airmen in general. I haven't scratched that itch yet, but it may happen at some point. I mean, they just... I'm, I'm certain that when I get one of those, like it's going to be like a cool watch that's going to be like a total ball buster to wear. I'm going to like constantly be thinking that it's the wrong time because it you know, adjusting to the 24 hour bezel, all that fun stuff. Um, but you can really limit your exposure here for $350 and get this quartz version. But what's super cool about it is it's got the original box, uh, guarantee card, um, papers. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's got some signs of wear on it for sure. Um, it's a mark on the crystal that I don't particularly, yeah, that wouldn't be my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, it's a little 36 millimeter quartz. Uh, it's from the sixties, even though the, the papers and the box and stuff, I mean, it got a lot more, uh, style than that. I, I would have thought that it was older. Um, and then the, the long jeans is just a, uh, a watch head. Quite honestly, it looks, um, rough. <laughs> like I don't even think there's a crown on it. Obviously someone's just trying to like get rid of this, but don't like throw it away instead, you know, it just hurt, <laughs> hurts them too much exactly to throw it out or, uh, you know, try to give it away to a, to a watchmaker. Um, shame because it's a cool kind of cushion case. Um, Roman numeral dial. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely uh, for parts only assumes that there's parts in it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. Um, but yeah, the, the splicing there, man's pretty dope. 350 bucks beers. Well, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go even lower well. for an automatic watch. Just one, not two, what? just one. Yeah. Mm. And this is a watch that I I would really encourage somebody to think about going and snagging because we've talked about this one a little bit. And if you like the Tag Heuer Night Diver, like the original one that was worn in um, The Living Daylights, I think that was his first one. Timothy Dalton, he did two. I think The Living Daylights was his first oh. one. Oh, oh. Oh. Um, this is actually a Citizen Fugu NY0119-19X left-hand drive with a fully loomed dial, day-date, automatic. Looks like it's in pretty decent shape. Asking $315. Um, comes on the rubber strap uh, mm-hmm. with the no-dive table um, on the strap with the little... You know, dive extension, not extension, but like, you know, they have like the ripples so that you can stretch it a little bit further. This looks like exactly the strap that was on my yes. old Quartz Citizen or my old Eco Drive that I, you know, that the, the strap broke. So I had to put it on a NATO and I actually have been wearing it more now that it's on the NATO. This thing just looks cool. It's a fully loomed dial. It's a little bit bigger, 44 millimeters, but it looks like it has really short lugs. Um, just absolutely uh, really cool. So um, it's out on, it's out on Watch You Seek for 315 bucks. I mean, you really can't really can't go wrong. Comes in the uh, ProMaster like air tank uh, watch box type of looking thing. Just just cool. So anyway, that's what I've got. It's Looks fun. like this guy took the picture of it on an air hockey table. So uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and all these into having yeah, fun. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, anyway, you know we're we're winding down. We're winding down 2022 with this episode. Um, but you know something? I think 2023 is going to be a good year. And, you know, we all talk about New Year's, new resolutions, New Year's, new you. I can tell you something big is coming from our friends at Manscaped early in 2023 that I am very excited about. Uh, I think Spangler's excited about it. Buzz, 
I mean, he's excited that like it's kind of obvious that they're going there, right? Like it's it's the area that you're like, well, you know, if they do if they do really well down there, maybe they should maybe they should maybe they should you know, try their trade in, in other in other regions, other more popular regions. Um, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see what they come up with because they've done such a good job in areas where the sun doesn't shine with their products. You know, well. They do. They oh, do that helps. Light, that really does help illuminate <laughs> the dark areas. And I gotta say, once you get the uh, once you get everything aligned right, and that that light helps you see it, it really does really does work really well. It's a purpose designed tool that lawnmower four and it uh, it works. Yeah, I mean, this is the sort of thing that you just wouldn't have been able to do without uh, light-emitting diodes and, and, and all. The, the enabling technology was really there. I mean, I, I just uh, have these nightmares of something made a couple of decades earlier with, like, some small incandescent bulb that you have to replace all the time. Not so with the Lawnmower 4.0. You know, that... Uh, you don't have to, to suffer such like Cro-Magnon technology. Um, you've got just the right amount of light. You have toolless micro adjusts. You do have two different combs for two different rough settings, but they have they they slide in and out multiple amounts. So you can tweak the, the height ever so slightly. Um, and everybody, everyone that is a watch enthusiast, watch enjoyer, watch idiot savant, however you want to call yourself. Everyone loves toolless micro. This is true. This is very true. Mm -hmm. Wireless, the wireless charging is incredibly convenient. You just drop it right into the slot. You don't have to worry with, with trying to figure out what cord goes to what, you know, grooming item because you just plop it right in, plop it right in, you know, can leave it in the shower. It is water resistant. Uh, it could use it in the shower. Makes for makes for at least a, a contained cleanup area, as it were. Um, and then you know you need to maintain. Th- you know we're all watch nerds. We talk about services. You need to maintain with uh, various types of. Well, let's let's we'll not call them lubricants. We're not getting there, but we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, there's no. There, there may be some oils coming in 2023. You never know. Uh, but um, big fan of the sprays and the and the creams that uh, that help keep things. Uh, uh, I don't say like not not well oiled. That's not the way to say it. Not well lubricated, but, uh, but well <laughs> aromatized, aromatized and made, well maintained. Made. So, um, you know, the nice thing is, for some reason, they're still sponsoring us three clowns. <laughs> I don't think they've actually listened to our ad reads. They're just like, enough people keep buying it. I guess we'll keep renewing these guys. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Okay, you real. And you, they should be very pleased because whatever the quality of the actual read is, we more than make up for in, in This is very true. I'm talking This about. is very true. Because um, <laughs> we just start yes. riffing, which is the whole idea. Yes. The nice thing. And it's easy to riff when you've got such great products this to riff also about. True. We all have good experiences to talk about. Uh, not with, you know, gory personal details by any means. But we wouldn't be repping these things if we didn't uh, enjoy using them and think they were quality. So the nice thing is you can still let them know that we sent you by using promo code. 20% off and. 
let free them shipping. know that we sent you. And you can continue to let them know that we sent you in 2023. And I promise you will be excited. Or at least a certain subset of this listenership will be. Anyway, moving on. We're at the end of 2022. End of 2022. And, you know, we've talked about different things that have had a year. We've talked about watch of the year. We've talked, you know, we've heard the guys at Risk Cheese talk about like a recap. And it was the year of the GMT and what colors and all that. But there's always something missing. And this isn't a prediction. This isn't a wish list for 2023. Because, you know, I, I took stock of what happened in 2022 and I can't help but think that there's just there's something that should have happened in 2022 it may not make sense to happen in 2023 it might happen in 2023 but this isn't a wish for something for me for 2020-23 this is something that I think should have happened in 2022 something that missed the boat and I'll just go ahead and kick it off since I'm leading into this um, and I'm, I'm really I'm really kind of harping on this I think somewhere in the swatch hierarchy there should have been greater use of that movement, that new GMT movement based on the Powermatic 80, the True Traveler GMT that has been in a couple of really large Mido, um, not the Sea Stars, I can't remember what their what their big diver is called, but it's a 44 millimeter. It's not a huge behemoth. I think it wears pretty well. I've never been able to try one on, but it's in that new Hodinkee limited edition that was 40. And if you can get it in a 40 millimeter for Hodinkee, you can put it in a bunch of other stuff, namely... You know something? You know what else is big? What else has been big for a while? Integrated bracelet sport watches. Throw that sucker in without a bezel. Just give me an inner 24-hour scale on a Riho on a Tissot PRX. Give me a Tissot PRX GMT. That will be a baller watch. The chronograph looks great. The original one looks great with that tapisserie dial. Give me a PRX GMT for, I don't know, 995 bucks. I think you can do it. I think you, heck, I'll take it for 1250, maybe even 1500. I'll be really excited it exists at least for 1500. Like, give me a sub $1,500 flyer GMT in a Tissot PRX. Come on. That should have happened. Oh, what the... I, I feel like it's safe to think that uh, Tissot may be doing stuff with the, the PRX, considering they put actual they gold into it's one a good of the models. Watch too. <laughs> so, so for, it is a really good-looking watch, right? And it's not a watch you would expect there to be actual gold in. So, I mean, if they're willing to dump that into it, I feel like, you know, that model line may have well, to I mean, I think that movement in general, that, there are so many applications where it makes sense. It, like, I could see it in two or three different styles of Hamilton. Like, let's be real. Hamilton fits that bill. Mm-hmm. You want to make a really cool... Oh, man. Throw it in a Certina. A Certina DS. Make that a GMT. Make it a diving GMT. Like, yeah. give it a dive bezel and a GMT Reho. Or give it a... You know, do a, a couple of cool... Because they do the... Um, like, the mineral crystal... Um, they do the mineral crystal uh, bezels. So, like, it, it, it kind of almost looks like Bakelite. You can right. make oh, you can make some really cool like vintagey looking GMTs out of that line. Like there's so many things you could do, so many things you could do with that movement, except put it in a 44 millimeter Mido. Yeah. Not and that's not a knock on the Mido. Oh, I mean, hey, 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 hey. To be fair, the Mido Chonky Boy <laughs> is, is a beloved part uh, of their line. <laughs> Everyone 
understands exactly what you're talking about. And, and they definitely, nobody, much less three guys that have a watch podcast, would, would ever find it so forgettable as to not even remember what the problem <laughs> this is. This is correct. Um, <laughs> Never. Yes. I mean, just look at just look at 2022. Uh, it was such a GMT I, I, year. You had, to, you had Seiko and Citizen, a.k.a. Miyota, both drop sub five or six hundred dollar gmt movements and the miyota i think is another flyer because i've seen that pop up in a couple other i've seen that pop up in other brands more than i have in citizens watch line it's an automatic jumping hour hand that's in like a jack mason and something else like all the micros are getting their hands on it and they're doing some crazy stuff which like citizen do some crazy stuff give me a loomed dial gmt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I like the idea of the uh, integrated bracelet sports watch with the GMT because it, it seems to me maybe I'm just not um, like accurately surveying everything in, in that category, but it seems like in general that's just a time-only affair. Um, so that, that would be a fun little twist. Oh, it really would. Um, to, to it really would. And nothing to me says – I mean – if you think about kind of the vibe that an integrated bracelet GMT is supposed to give off, like dressy kind of like, like it speaks to the upper echelons of well of like watch collecting, like the, the typical ones, like you think of the VC overseas, the Royal Oak, the Nautilus, like that is, that is the creme de la creme of steel right. sports watches. And then you kind of start working your way down and there are other models that work, but like, those are the folks who are probably typically jet setting between time zones anyway. So like from a practical application perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wrote in it to so PRX though. And plus like I feel plus I feel like a lot of watch people in general have been clamoring for a quote unquote true GMT to be a more affordable thing in most watches. And, you know, I feel that's just like a well, they, you know, did they, they just didn't do, put it right? in the watch that anybody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, I think the first one that came out was in 2020. So, I mean, it's been a couple yeah, years. Yeah, like, I mean, product they, they threw it into a 40 millimeter case for yeah. Houdinki. Like, put it into a 40 millimeter case for Hamilton, Tissot, Certina. I mean, Omega's got some of their own GMT movements, which we don't even get into. I know Schmitty has harped on that before, but like... Oh my goodness! Give me, give me what we want. I don't even need it. I don't even need you to license it to micro brands like Etta used to. Like, just give me something in one of your mid price point lines. I would love it to sew PRX GMT, but I can see it in a Hamilton. I can see it. I can see it in a, in a shoot. Throw it in a Longine. Throw it in a Longine. They have. They did. Yes. So they have a Longine. But again, that's forty two. You know it fits in forty. Give me something. Give me. Uh, a sub shoot is a launching. Give me a sub three K flyer GMT like swatch. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. You just did it for us in the whole day. Like I love it when we, when we start thinking about things, you're like, Oh, it fits in that. And that's 40. It'll fit in other things. Like just design it guys. Just make it, just make it. So that's what, that's what they should have done this year. They should have done that this year. And they didn't. It'll probably happen soon, but like that would have fit in so well to what 2022 was. 
Oh, Spence, I, I was thinking that 2022 was a relatively decent year, and you've just gone and ruined it for me. <laughs> feel so unfulfilled. Oh. Well, Buzzman, what have you got I, to rant about that happened in 2022? Oh, I've got rants. I've got I've got some rant ranting action. And my my <laughs> object of ire is also Swatch Group. Banana. Yeah, I, I'm going with the, the super obvious one. Um, Swatch Group. Make enough moon swatches to meet desires for them. Um, <laughs> it was really weird to uh, be like the most hyped watch release, arguably, in uh, 20. 22 and you know it it being for this you know sub 300 dollar watch that no one can get their hands on because you have to physically go to a store and the store might have like two or three um just a really and a real bummer move like i guess i don't see I mean, I have noticed this trend that product forecasts in my day job, for example, um, never seem to be correct in that if you do a really great job and and give the customer exactly what they need, and in fact, maybe what they didn't even realize they needed, um, the volumes are just out of this world, right? I mean, it, it way beats your projections, um, and you spend years trying to bring capacity up. Um, and then if, if it's doesn't quite hit it, it, you know, it doesn't go to the forecast. So, um, I guess it's not surprising that you could be fooled, uh, you know, with watches, for example, but, yeah, there were a lot of people getting in lines all over the place, waiting a long time that they got totally skunked on opening day and uh, you know, on the release day. And then, I mean, there's never a make good on that, right? I mean, I believe they had told Fratello at one point it would be available on the website, and, and that's not happened either. Um, and I, I guess I just don't understand what could possibly be the issue, right? I mean, it, it's a cheapy quartz movement that ought to be incredibly scalable. Um, and you would think at this point, their quote unquote bioceramic, uh, w- would be a known qual- quantity yeah. for them. Um, so just what's, what's holding things up guys. Um, they burnt a lot of goodwill right at the launch, right? I mean, every single person that you knew that was into watches wanted it to buy at least one of those in the lead up to the launch. And then when, when they flubbed the launch and didn't have, you know, and had like a pittance of watches, you know, for these lines that were so long that in some places, supposedly, you know, cops had to be called to like help crowd control. Like, 
don't know if that's a factual thing, but I'm, I, I've heard of it. Um, yeah, it just a lot of people obviously were quite upset about that. Um, and the fact that they've never made it reasonable to, to get one of these things. Um, it's just a bummer, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure that uh, if any changes to the sale of the actual Omega Omega Moonwatch, uh, it, I'm sure that's only increased since since these things have uh, have launched um, because they're cool, but uh, you know they are obviously incredibly toyish compared to the real meal deal uh, from Omega. So you know it, it's only there to. It would never replace your desire for a real moon watch. It would only uh, serve as a an appetizer, something to whet the appetite before you, you know, you, you get your entree of uh, a sapphire sandwich or <laughs> or like yeah. Um, so come on, guys, like figure it out. And I guess I would also say if you are having you're having issues with the bioceramic because it, it okay obviously all of them have different dials too but it just seems like the colored cases may be a real pain in the rear right i mean i, I think that's that's um more of a new technology than the dial manufacturer is um okay if that's a real pain if that's what's holding you back Maybe you don't even need the full line to be available on the website. I'm sure that if you had maybe either one, right, either the mission to the moon or um, maybe like three of them, right? Maybe if the mission to the moon, if that's the case, that's the easiest to make, that's the easiest to make in, in numbers, well, then maybe you rotate what the other two are right per month like the um the road trip that they're doing that's a cool idea but the fact that there's absolutely no uh way to know where the heck those tiny little cars are to buy uh, moon swatches out of like that you're supposed to just like follow social media oh, that's bullshit man we got we got stuff to do got got lives to lead um yeah, if I if I knew what when one of those things was rolling through Cincy, uh, hopefully with uh, snow tires, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would be able to carve some time out of my day to to go buy one and you know think, oh man, this is a cool this is a cool deal. I really like this, but yeah, I I just I don't understand what is the purpose of not being able to fulfill that, that demand. I just, I just don't get it. Um, and I, I have to believe uh, in my heart of hearts that there's some, I have to believe that there's, they've, they've got some issue that's scaling up. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, you know, it's a pain or maybe the, I mean, maybe the demand is just so incredibly higher than than they plan for that they're they're just caught 
like incredibly flat footed and it's going to take them a lot of time to bring that capacity up. And maybe, maybe they need to add so much capacity that they just said, Hey, this doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So I, I, I say all that to, to mean, I don't think that there's some diabolical plan uh, of, of uh, someone in Swatch group going, good, no one will be able to purchase these now. It's all going according to plan. Well, uh, and the annoying thing is, right? so like, if you look at, I'm on their official website, and if you look at how many Swatch boutiques, I don't know if these are boutiques or just stores uh-huh. that, ho- that sell Swatches, but let's just see. Now, those might just be stores that sell, sell Swatches. I could be wrong. Yeah, I've got to go down to like Atlanta to, for that's, the nearest. That's routine, the closest. Right? But if you look, welcome to Atlanta where we don't play. And now t- towners buy plastic watches like every I, day. So again, I don't know. I don't know the uh, <laughs> the way this works. Randy pretty really knew that that's what he was but talking about. You if you zoom out far enough, all of the United Kingdom is red. So there are enough places in the UK that carry swatches or have a swatch store that it's probably there's. It just if you think about this, like how there are five or six stores, maybe ten in the US, like there's nothing in the middle of the country. Nothing. You're either East Coast or West Coast or Texas. Or Atlanta. And Atlanta, let's be real, has the busiest airport in the world. So like this all kind of makes sense. Um it just it just seems kind of ridiculous that that they're like, oh, it's going to be store only. It's like, I guess it's a big old middle finger to the United States because the like a good chunk of the population does not live anywhere near where they're going to be able to get their hands on one of these. So, yeah, they should have they should have handled that launch a little different. So, uh. yeah, my one thing would just be let's uh, let's put them on the website. Yeah, I don't know why that's. The, I mean, Timex handled it with the Q. That was insanely popular. That was way more popular than they thought, and they, they let people know, and they got them out. Now, let's also be real. They started with one version of the Q, not 13. So, which, is why, which is why I say, honestly, just, just pick one. Mission to the moon. You know, people, people have uh, big feelings about it, but if you had to pick one, to scale hard and put up on your website, that's the obvious choice. Yeah, maybe. What, you think they're gonna do mission to Uranus so everyone can make jokes oh, yes. about no, it? No, I just I mean you could do Earth too. You could like <laughs> uh, you could do like Earth Earth yeah. Moon and I mean you you want a wild one out there, so you probably do Earth, Moon, and Mars. I yeah, that's what my yeah, I would say if you did a small subset, it would be Moon, Mars, and then, yeah, Earth or Neptune. Obviously, I'm a bit uh, biased because I think the Neptune is sweet. Yeah. The Earth's not bad, though. The Earth's pretty good. Earth, oh, the Earth is really Jupiter's cool, Jupiter's pretty slick. I mean, there's there's a bunch of good ones. I mean, but yeah, if you had to pick two or three, you kind of want... Yeah, that's what they should have done. They should have done that, but they did not. It was a miss swinging. I mean, let's be real. The watch, the watch in and of itself was a big old hit. The implementation or the sales yeah. plan for said or the marketing for that watch was a big old swing and a miss. Well, and that's the that's the thing that's that's gotta hurt is that 
I've never seen so many people sour on something so quickly. And it was all due to, to them just, just not being able to, to fulfill what they said that they were going to do. Completely. Right. I mean, the the Q, the Timex Q, it's not nearly as popular now as it was when it launched, but people don't like actively hate it. You know, that's the thing. I mean, it's, by the way, if anyone's interested in buying, I've got Pepsi Timex Q still. I, I do like 80 bucks for a podcast. Still for sale? Wow. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, just to, uh, to wrap up my thoughts on it, Buzz, you made it uh, an interesting point seeing I was, uh, you know, it was soured by so many people not being able to get it, you know, and, you know, a watch that is quote unquote affordable as the moon swatch, you know, is, uh, you know, imagine if that number of people had access to brands like Rolex paddock AP for their watches that nobody can get how quick those would sour. So this is an inter- interesting, uh, thought about that. It is, it is. That is, uh, huh. All right. Power people, would bring us home. What's the one thing that you, that you think should have happened in 2022 and didn't. So, yeah, I had a, a little bit of time to think about this, uh, as in maybe let's give it 56 minutes to come up with my idea. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, wrote down a few thoughts on, on this one. Um, and, you know, if you look at 2022, right, it was sort of a year that had some big ups and downs when it came to the watch market, um, especially when it came to modern watches. Uh, vintage, however, still pulled its weight, especially with auctions. Um, and, you know, looking at that, you know, people obviously want the vintage aesthetic when it comes to watches, um, which is one big thing that I think 2022 showed. Um, and then I think the other thing that 2022 showed was that brands are starting to give more options for some of their more, I guess, sought after watches. Uh, you know, Buzz, you, you mentioned it. The Moon Swatch really isn't uh, a viable, I guess, alternative to if you're actually wanting a Speedmaster, uh, but it certainly is an option that is definitely lower priced. Uh, and we can look at what Rolex did with uh, Tudor, you know, coming out the uh, the BB Pro, uh, the Ranger, and the Pelagos 39, um, you know, sort of modeling after the Explorer 1, 2, and the Sub, if, if uh, you know, at least in my opinion. Um, so, you know, brands out there giving lesser priced options for some of the more higher priced models. Uh, and, you know, one brand that's close to my heart that I still have yet to, uh, to have anything by is Cartier. So, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, with that idea that vintage was sort of, you know, driving the market, at least currently when this podcast is being made uh, or this podcast episode is being recorded. And the, the idea that brands are giving some more affordable priced options for some of their more sought after watches and or expensive watches, you know, I figured I, I would go with Cartier and you know, definitely the Centre, which is one of my favorite pieces. Um, you know, I just wish, you know, Cartier, come on, catch up to everybody. Let's let's make a stainless steel Centre. Uh, you know, I know, I know we've got the, the American, um, which is a great watch. But I mean, I think if you compare the, the case shapes, the dials of the, the American and the Centre, you know, the, the American certainly 
is an option, but if you're really looking for that classic, just svelte mid-century Cartier vibe, you got to go Centre. The case is so good. Dial is so great. Um, but it's just very much unaffordable. Uh, you know, looking at Cartier's website, their intro price into that is 21700 which is a, a bit much. Uh, yeah. And, and from my from my quick and dirty research here, uh, you know, Centre has never been mass-produced in a non-precious metal there may be some one-offs i i don't know somebody can at me at that i i didn't really do a lot of research but just off the top of my head and what a revolution has told me uh <laughs> from the history of the tanks and tray uh no non-precious metal watches so you know I, I just wish you know cartier come on let's let's get with the times let's let's read the room here and and give people what they they want a more well, affordable centre uh it'd be certainly something that i would uh well, when you think about it delve into too. Those kinds of watches are having a little bit of a moment this year anyway. I can't remember whether the Fears uh, kind of rectangular watch came out this year or the previous year, but Oris brought back their rectangular. I mean, Cartier's done a bunch of stuff. Laurier's Mm -hmm. Zephyr, uh, while not a rectangular watch, definitely has that kind of tonneau. Like, it is longer than it is wide. Uh, Another kind of fantastic dressier watch. You know, I think people are, you know, what was it a year or two ago we were talking about is the dress watch dead and now seem like dress watches or watches that are a little bit a little bit you know more for fancy time are uh, are having a bit of a of, of a moment in 2022 so yeah I, I could see that would have been good to see cartier jump on the uh the stainless steel vibe or or um do the opposite of what protected with the nautilus and and you know discontinuing the steel nautilus and making it all all gold uh, with a 5811, uh, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, that was a move, but uh, yeah, I mean that, Ooh, a, a, another a steel. I've tried on a scene trade before. I think, I think Dustin had one at some point. I, maybe, I would, I would, or maybe it was a place a bet on there. Yeah. I know <laughs> of all the people we know, I, I would find him to be the most likely. I know uh, that it, I know that he had on a, a gold Cartier at one point. I don't think it's still in the collection, but um, I know I tried that out. That was my very first Red Bar meetup, so that was pre podcast, pre everything. Um, it was also the meetup that I tried on the Octo, which was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that would be neat if they would have done that. That's a good. Meet- it was a great meetup. It was a great meetup. So anyway. Well, there you have it. The things that we think should have happened in 2022. Uh, next week, next week, for all you fine listeners, all 18. We might be up to 19 at this point, guys. I'm not quite sure. Um, it might be 19. We'll get to 20 eventually, maybe by year three. Um, yeah. All right. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether we'll do a predictions or what we want to see. I don't know. It, it seems like we're riffing on a lot of the same topics, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll be inspired in the next seven days um, to come up with something. But it's been, a, uh, it's been a fun 2022. It's been fun hanging out with you guys, talking watches. Um, and uh, let's see what 2023 holds. So cheers to 2022. Bring it on 2023. Catch everybody next week. See ya.